0: I deleted the comment that I just had cuz I was like this comment that I just found is so freaking good. And then I scrolled down and you had the same comment. Uh what uh, you're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> boo. <boop. laughs> Which one was it? Uh your first one. This drama was so unique. This is so good. Just to include this in the first part of the podcast, because I'm so excited about (laughs) our connectedness.
1: Because we're the same. We're the same. (laughs) Okay.
0: And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And we're finally doing the bonus episode for Chicago Typewriter, so we can stop talking about it forever. Thank the
1: K-drama gods. (laughs) We're done. We're gonna be done. You won't have to listen to us complain about this K-drama anymore. One way or the other, whether you agree with us or whether you loved it and you think we're full of crap, it's almost (laughs) over.
0: Yeah, it seems like um, most of the comments, at least on Vicky and some of the blogs that I went through, definitely disagree with us.
1: Yeah, we're pretty much the minority at this point, just like our opinion is not popular. Yeah, probably just wrong. Is yeah. a good word for it. There's We're a solid, wrong. Yeah, there's a solid chance that uh, that our um, listeners have just dropped off by this point. <laughs> <laughs> These people are wrong. They don't know what they're saying.
0: But maybe you'll come back just for the bonus episode and see if we've reconciled. And I kind of have. I feel like maybe it's because I stopped watching the show and started reading really positive reviews about it. <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> Maybe this was
1: a lot better than I remember. Yeah, I feel like I I kind of turned the page a little bit with it uh, around the end of it, at the very last couple episodes, for sure. And then the positive comments definitely help. But overall, I still feel... I don't know, I can't erase those weeks of forcing myself to keep watching. <laughs> That's fair. It was a long time. I think
0: if we had binge watched this show in one weekend, we might have liked it so much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's a bingeable show, sort of. Yeah. It is. Raquel, just commit. <laughs> I don't know. I think any
0: show is a bingeable show. But I'm also the person that starts skipping episodes in the middle. So. Maybe I'm just dumb and wrong.
1: Yeah, I think that... I don't know. It feels like it's been a while since on the K... Or on the on Play on K, on the podcast, I've felt like we've been watching a show that I could continually keep watching forever. And so it's hard because I when I was done with the four episodes and it was time to record, I was relieved because it was like, okay... Episodes are done. Let's record and be done with this for a week. So, it's <laughs> like, I yeah, probably if we had just like watched it all the way through one day, blitzed it, I would have liked it more, but it would have been really hard to do.
0: Yeah. I guess thinking back on a lot of the content, I probably would have skipped a few
1: episodes and enjoyed <laughs> it
0: so much more. <laughs>
1: And like caught up, caught up. The uh the first part of every K drama pretty much always goes over what happened at the end of every episode anyway. So Yeah. So it's fine.
0: Um but anyways, like we said, everyone in the world seems to disagree with us. That's totally fine. And per usual, there's so many good reviews that We got a few of them for this review podcast, but we're not going to read too many of them.
1: (laughs) We like to read the ones that
0: are actually a little critical.
1: Yeah, we we did find a few, like very, very few. Most people who didn't like this K-drama didn't like it because it wasn't translated to their language at the time (laughs) they tried to watch it. Nice. Great reason to give a one star, guys. Right. Can... We take a minute and just like, I don't mind dragging those people a little bit. If you, please don't, please don't do that. (laughs) That's not what the rating system is for. No, I don't think any of our listeners. You're not rating Vicky. Yeah, you're rating someone's like piece of work. And I don't know. I I don't think any of our listeners would do something like that. But I do think it's pretty messed up. Yeah, it's awful. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, but
0: this one, I was telling Raquel, I was surprised that I usually click from lowest to highest reviews just to see what the low reviews have to say. And a lot of popular K dramas have like pages and pages of one star reviews. And this one had like five one star reviews and then jumped up to four. <laughs> four stars immediately. By the second page, we were at six stars. To me, that's a sign that this was really well received, real, real good, and we're not a lot of negativity. And (laughs) we're wrong. I mean, we (laughs) wouldn't give it one star either, but for sure. But yeah, I think people liked it more than we did. Yeah, that's cool though. I was listening to K Drama Addiction Therapy, which is a podcast that ended a couple years ago. And they review a lot of K dramas at one time. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how often they record. I think but it was they once do. a month. I think. Oh. Okay. It was a lot. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I could even do five K dramas in a month.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I think we do one K drama a month. And I know you watch yeah. some others on the side, but that's like about all I can do. And I sometimes do others on the side, but for the most part, I I tend to stick with just like whatever we're watching for the month.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I was impressed and not super surprised that they were like, we stopped doing the podcast because it got crazy. Yeah. Uh, but they reviewed Chicago Typewriter in one of their episodes. I'm sorry, I don't remember which number episode. It was real close to the end. So it's pretty easy to see on their front page. And they start around forty-five minutes into the episode. And they only talked for about twenty minutes. And she really, really liked it, which was cool. She loved the plot twists. She was just so enamored with the fact with the writing and the, the flow of it all. Which I was surprised at. It seemed like she had only watched like the first half. And she really liked the writing, which I think was when we really hated the writing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was the hardest part for me to watch, was the first half. We didn't care about anyone or anything that was happening for the first (laughs) half of this K-drama.
0: Yeah, so I was surprised that she loved all of it. Except for she did say the stylist should be shot.
1: Whoa. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. That is awesome because I hated <laughs> the style in this show. Yes! I hated she- it and like I don't think I've ever hated the style of a K-drama. I was a little bit cool on Hwayugi but I it was more forgivable because it was a bunch of demons and I liked mm-hmm. all of the symbolism in the costumes even if I didn't like love the costumes. It's that
0: thing where you're like, they're supernatural beings, so that seems to be the only type of people that can walk straight off the runway in a full-length fur coat. <laughs> Whatever, you
1: sold it. You got it. Right, but this one, it was like, there were some points that it was hard to watch them walking around in those outfits. I do want it since it's the bonus episode, I know we talked about a lot of the outfits in each of our episodes, but I like let's do a highlights of the worst ep- or worst outfits <laughs> I've ever seen because there was one where there was a torn up sweater and that was worn yeah. like a a shirt. It was it wasn't like a pajama shirt and it wasn't like a I just got in a fight and <laughs> but now I'm fine. It was just a choice to wear a sweater like a knit sweater that had gaping holes in it
0: mm-hmm. um, and I I was totally on board with some of John Soul's looks I was behind him for a minute I was like they're fashion forward but still wearable in my opinion and then it just goes downhill so fast for some reason <laughs> she, she starts getting beautiful kimonos and then at home it's like "Oh, uh, why? she's got the red t-shirt outfit that's it's yeah. in my head it's like this ghost that will not go away it's <laughs>
1: a haunting demon so bad yeah it was like the frumpiest most misshapen yeah a t-shirt that was probably xxxl and a skirt a denim not quite ankle length skirt but pretty darn close and some high socks. Yep, high white socks. Frumpy white socks.
0: Frumpy white socks. I think Eugeneo really lucked out with having one outfit for the whole series. He probably <laughs> changed suits at some point, and I didn't notice. But he was essentially the
1: same. Yeah, and he looked really nice in a suit. Like, yeah, he had a nice. He looked shape. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Seiju.
0: She. The K-Drama Addiction Therapy podcast pointed out that the actor who plays Seju actually really seems to like aviator-style glasses. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of his personal style. And she's like, they're mm-hmm. just not right for his face. No, they... And I think, I think it's his ears. I think there's something about
1: it that just makes his face look real weird. And
0: yeah. his ears
1: look real wide. It makes him look... Like my brother did when my brother was eleven years old. Mm-hmm. he looked not like... the most flattering haircut, no not the
0: most flattering glasses.
1: It was so bad. I'm still very frustrated because it <laughs> was it's almost uncomfortable to watch someone walk around in a torn up sweater, chunky aviator glasses, and a buzz cut. It's like it feels like you shouldn't be watching it. <laughs> These are your private moments that you're going to delete from
0: your history later.
1: Yeah, like, I don't ever want to be seen in some clothes that I, for some reason, keep around because I think I'm going to paint one day or something, I guess. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm like, these are my going out clothes. And, like, maybe
0: once, once I went fishing and I was like, thank God I have all these old ratty clothes to go fishing in. (laughs) Great, Emily. What about the rest of them? Fishing clothes. There's no reason for all my fishing clothes. There's a (laughs) surplus of fishing clothes.
1: I know. I do feel like my wardrobe has become mostly fishing clothes at this point, which is rough. Someday. Someday I'll dress like an adult who has a mostly wearable wardrobe. Yeah, no. I won't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's my dream. Um... We could go off on another tangent. I really, really want to. Let's get into these reviews, because yeah. I have really long ones that I picked out, and I apologize for them being long, but I really thought they had some interesting points. All right. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to
1: go first? Um, You should start, and then I'll go.
0: Okay, I'll go with my longest one first. Let me... Pull this screen over. I'm going to do a computer thing. Come on. (laughs) I can do it. Got that double monitor life. It's very fancy in here. (laughs) Okay. This is 10 out of 10 stars from VWVWVW. She wrote it, or he wrote it, in June 2017. I waited until the end of this drama to make certain I would not regret the rating. There is only one word to summarize this project. Impeccable. I did not want to love this series, since dramas of late have been losing their momentum as they approach an ending. However, when I learned that Moon Embracing the Sun author, Jin Soon-Wan, also wrote Chicago Typewriter, I felt confident that even if there was not a happy ending, there would be a good, sound storyline and finish. I am very glad I decided to watch For other viewers who are unsure, I would recommend starting with Special Episode Zero. It left a very strong impression of the characters and a feeling of excitement and intrigue for the story to come. Oh, it's so long. (laughs) Chicago Typewriter is a masterpiece that should, quite frankly, be regarded as a Korean national treasure. Yu Ah-In is a powerful, magical performer, and Im Soo-Jung positively shines alongside him matching and complementing his skill scene for scene. This drama alone will solidify their standing as great actors for the rest of their respective lifetimes, in my opinion. There is not a single person in Chicago typewriter cast who is lacking in their performance, and the group chemistry is nothing short of praiseworthy. Chicago typewriter has it all. A touch of science fiction and reincarnation, historic significance and political relevance, and love in all of its empathetic and passionate forms. Love for your country, your family, your comrades, your lover, and even love of your own life all make their own touching appearance, conveyed beautifully through the storyline and the characters. The heroes are touching, and the villains are also terrifying in their own skin-crawling and scene-stealing ways. The storyline is a masterpiece, and the viewers will want to absorb each and every detail. Chicago Typewriter features acting so superb that even without translated subtitles, you can follow along as the actors give full life to their character, and feeling flows through the screen. It is also worthy of a wait for the translations, if that becomes the case. This drama is also beautifully directed, with movement through past time and present reality flowing in a seamless and non-confusing way. Viewing Chicago typewriter was completely worthwhile. To miss out on the trio of characters played brilliantly by Yua Ah-In, Im Soo-Jung, and Go-Kyung Po-Pyo as they conveyed this memorizing story would truly have been my loss. I highly recommend this drama. It is definitely watch and been (laughs) watch-worthy.
1: Did it. Wow. This person had a very very well thought out review and they said a lot of really really i guess everything made sense in this review i get it i don't necessarily 100% agree but i i think that i don't know that's really well thought out it makes me think more about how i feel about the show
0: yeah right after reading so many positive reviews i just feel so much more positive about it i'm like cuz we talked a little bit less uh less well thought out, we didn't put it as eloquently, but I love the uh love in all of its empathetic and passionate forms, where I feel like we kind of picked up on that and we touched on it on our last episode, and like I said, we didn't put it as eloquently, but that was just so beautifully done in this show
1: yeah i I appreciated all of the relationships and how the romantic relationship was not necessarily the most important it also like sort of was it was that all the relationships were very equal like they were all a big deal for each character the -hmm. friendship between Seju and uh and just all of that was really really well done because I I wanted them to be friends, and they were not only friends, but they were such close friends in their past and present lives. I don't know. It was really touching, and I love that.
0: Yeah, but to counterpoint, which I very much agree with you, but to counterpoint, I feel like that's been something that's been putting me off this week of reflection, (laughs) where we really liked how... Especially the last four episodes started centering more on the three main characters and their past life and how that intertwines with their present life. And it was really beautifully done. And there was so much, so much going on that we loved. But I felt like looking back on it, they kind of dropped off our chef friend oh. and our cute best friend and her mom. And never, there was, I felt like there was room for stuff with those relationships as well.
1: Yeah, I actually, now that you say that, I'm glad you brought it up, because I agree, it kind of cheapened their characters, and those were like three of my favorite characters in the show, and the fact that they just utilized them to drive a couple storylines really quick, just hop in here. Uh, psychic and, like, person. Lay out
0: some backstory yeah. at the beginning where they're like they've all, the three of them have been best friends forever so we'll explain John Soul's life through these guys but it's like thinking about it I'm like oh they started the show with three amigos and they ended with three amigos and we were <laughs> like that's so cute we love that they created these three best friends that have been best friends forever but they kind of just forgot about that she already had best friends
1: yeah it kind of goes back to our final thoughts on her friend the last real scene you get with her is her crying in a park and it's kind of supposed to be funny i think in that she's being really dramatic about just something that can't be helped and it's like oh look at that crazy person crying in the park but i also was a little frustrated because i i wanted her to have some form of a happy ending as well. And the closest we got was one like tiny cut of her yeah. clapping
0: and an event. <laughs> Be like, look, she's normal now. She didn't have like a breakdown. Yeah. Great. Cool. Thanks. I don't know. I also thinking about it, since I loved the chef so much, even though he was like slightly bothersome, I felt like he was a day one, so we gotta keep keep our day ones close. <laughs> um it's odd that they didn't bring him to the book signing like I know he wasn't a fan of Seju so it would have been really weird but I felt like they could have given him more of an ending with being like I'm comfortable with John Sol's new relationship and I'm gonna stop hating on her and we're gonna be friends again
1: yeah, like, I appreciate my friend as a friend, and she wasn't just here for me to be upset that I can't be her boyfriend. But I, uh, I guess she was, because that's where they ended it. I also am a little bummed because her friend, the female friend, who, I've forgotten her name, guys, I'll just... Yeah, it's like Bong Jin, I think. Bong Jin. Um, she was a writer as well, and I thought that they would tie that in somehow, somewhere, anywhere. Yeah, I forgot. They did not. Yeah, it was just, like, her failing at writing, and then, okay, bye. Yeah, why?
0: It felt like they set up for something with that. They Mm -hmm. thought about it. It was a thing. Yeah. That they wanted to be a thing, and then it was done. Nothing. Okay, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I uh, just thought about that this week. What else? I don't... Yeah, the the other thing is, they said, this drama is also beautifully directed, definitely was, with movement through past time and present reality flowing in a seamless and non-confusing way.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Was it? Was it non-confusing? Yeah, I mean, I liked the time flow, for the most part, but I wouldn't call it non-confusing.
0: Yeah, I guess in the way that you could tell they were in the past, where you're like, he, homeboy's got long hair now, and uh, homegirl's got a gun now and is dressed as a man. That yeah. The fact that you're like, I know which part is present day, and I know which part is past, that was non-confusing. All right. What was happening was very confusing. Yeah. I don't know.
1: For a long time. For a long long time, we had had so little to go on that I did not care what happened to them.
0: Yeah. Because who were
1: these people to me, really? I don't know, but there's two of them, so double.
0: You're supposed to care double. (laughs) But instead, we cared half. All right, let's do a Raquel review. That one was really long, and I liked it, but it was mostly just like, super beautiful, Korean national treasure. And, like, agree to disagree, sweetheart.
1: (laughs) Okay, so I will do mine that uh, we actually both really like this one. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally took the same
0: comment because we have the same brain.
1: Yep, same person, same thoughts. Um, So this is by Tally Quarish, uh, underscore five. They posted this in June of 2018 and they gave it eight stars saying this drama was so unique for the lack of better words. I don't think there has ever been a K-drama set in the 30s. I loved that and honestly would have preferred the drama was just about the storyline at that era. The present-day Korea storyline honestly felt a little bit last minute to me almost like the writer thought that the 1930s plot was too heavy and sad so they threw in a present-day twist to lighten up the story this had so much potential don't get me wrong i enjoyed this so much but i can't help but enjoy their past life more their rom- romance camaraderie and chemistry everything made more sense there and i know that was supposed to be the basis of what they later have but still anyways this was a very enjoyable watch. Highly recommend. Prepare to go through so many emotions and possibly the best kiss ever and all for the country's sake. Okay. So lots to talk about here. I want to start with the best kiss ever cuz it is the best kiss I've seen in a K-drama. Probably. I is
0: very good. It is very passionate.
1: Yeah, like it well was done it wasn't awkward. I felt it. I, I felt it felt so authentic. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't just the first kiss that you get out of the way and like someone is surprised and just stands there <gasps> motionless.
0: Yes, always. Every single <laughs> K drama, they just they got their eyes open. They don't move their arms at all. They look so freaked out and trapped. Trapped. That's what the first case of a K-drama always feels like.
1: And this one was a surprise. And even being a surprise, they managed to turn it and, and make it passionate. Like, the other person cashes on eventually and is like, oh, yeah, okay, okay.
0: I'm in. I'm down. <laughs> Good job.
1: Yeah, so I did like that a lot. Um, I like what they say about enjoying the past life more. That's something we've talked about a lot through the, through the podcast. It was just more engaging.
0: Yeah, if you agree with us, you're gonna definitely be on the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna include your comments if you say what we're thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, if if we have the same thoughts, then you've got to be here somewhere. Um, That's why we're co-hosts. liked <laughs> we each other because we're the same. We're the same. This is a very supplementary, not complimentary podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I did a little bit disagree that they just they said they threw in the present day because I thought it was so very well twisted together by the end.
1: I agree. I do agree with that because there were a couple of things that made the present day so incredibly worth it as it pertained to their past life. For example, we talked about a couple of my favorite scenes were when they went to see where the Japanese um, shoot, what en- was it? Like the, the embassy? embassy? Yeah, yeah, something. Consulate. Was, yeah, was set up during the Japanese occupation, and it had been taken down, and it was so emotional, because for Eugenio, who was a ghost from the past, and had lived in that time when Japan was occupying Korea, it was an oppressive place to even think about and he got to then come forward in time and see liberated korea and a a peaceful place in where this sign of oppression used to be and so that is really cool yeah and then um just yeah a couple other things like the There was some scenes at the end that made, yeah, the friendship felt more authentic finally because they all started to remember their friendship from the past as well. And they were able to forgive each other for things that happened in the past. And they wouldn't have been able to do that at the time that it happened. So I liked the present day aspect. I just, yes, was certainly more interested in the past. Yeah. And I wasn't
0: too Taken with the villains Of the present life Where yeah. it's easy to say like The Japanese are the villains of the past life And anyone who spies for them Is the villains And you're like, that's cool, and believable, And I like it mm-hmm. And in the present day It's like, writer's block You're like, that's cool I, I like it, that's a good uh, Demon to fight <laughs> And then they're like But also, Big Timon's mom You're like, okay, I don't see why she hates him so much. Seems weird. And then they're like, also, big team in. You're like, is he okay? And they're like, no. And they're like, but also he hires someone who is a friend of this other guy or is a sister of another enemy. You're like, where are
1: these enemies coming from? Why is everyone in present-day Korea so aggressive? There's so many
0: antagonists in the present-day storyline. Yeah. It's odd to me. But other than that, present-day had its draws. Had its draws and its flaws, but I think it was worthwhile. I don't think it was a secondary thought. All right. I'm going to jump to the next one. (laughs) This one's from Junkie Junkie. Another. June 2017. They gave it 9 out of 10 stars. And they said, Beautifully done. Great casting. This may have had low ratings in Korea because, one, the first few episodes were slow, more so than other K-dramas, and two, the subject of Japanese occupation is still a hurtful subject. Came here for Kwoksi Si-young. First time as a bad guy. Stayed for Go-kyung-pyo. Amazing. Ending appropriate and appreciated. Romance of Yai and GKP was sometimes laugh out loud hysterical. Y Nine disappointingly slow start, which may have turned some viewers off. I feel that it's weirdly worded. Like, I <laughs> I think as a review, I like the review, but it's weird that they reviewed it almost as like representing Korea, <laughs> right? They're like, this may have had low ratings in Korea because of th- these reasons. And some viewers may have been turned off by this. And I'm like, um, you- just say what you think. Just say you <laughs> gave it a nine because it turned you off that it was a slow start. I don't know. Why am I doing this? That's not part of the
1: podcast. <laughs> no, I feel it, though. It it. I guess it's more comfortable to say some people. Yeah. When you're when you're criticizing. Put that put that block between you and your
0: favorite <laughs> We and Raquel are just too used to playing the bad guy. Yep. I don't know. I definitely think we'll get back to this review in a minute. I think <laughs> this drama has made me feel like I'm on a high horse where I'm like, I know things about K dramas and how they should be done. But right. This one didn't do these things right and did do these things right, and I don't know. It's gonna come crashing down. It's a paper mache high horse. <laughs>
1: I oh, so here's where I'm at with it we are definitely not any kind of expert, we're not in the world of creating K dramas, we are not part of the Korean culture, we aren't like. It is, we definitely are living in a glass house here, reviewing K-dramas, but at the same time, we watch them a lot, and I like to think that we're coming at it from, I don't know, like, we're enthusiastic about K-dramas, and I i think we're coming at it from a way where we don't claim to be experts, we just say how we feel about it, we just say... Like, yeah,
0: maybe that's why the review hit me wrong, when, like, we represent...
1: Us, yeah. that's all we can do. It's literally all we can do is say why we liked it or why we did not like it because we're not experts, and and yeah, it's hard to speak for anyone else. I couldn't be like me and my k drama writer friends feel mm-hmm. like this is the this this is, is the, the weak point. Yeah. No, none of that.
0: Mm-mm. So when writing your reviews, be careful of that, or I will tear them apart, <laughs> just as I do the K-dramas. <laughs> Stay on the ground. Don't get up on these paper mache high horses mm-hmm. in your glass house. are too tall. I like that they say it had great casting, and the bromance was really cool.
1: Yeah. I'm
0: interested that Baek Tae in. this was his first time as... An antagonist? I kind of want to go watch another show with him because he seems super neat, but in this show, it's like he was an an antagonist. So every time he smiled, you're just like, oh, shivers. I hate it. Stop smiling.
1: Right? And it's crazy because I liked him so much at the beginning that it makes me feel like I'd really enjoy him in a non antagonistic role. But because this is the first place I saw him, I'm worried his very cute smile is ruined forever. Because it's haunting and cracked in my mind now.
0: He's too beautiful. There's When a beautiful pe- person is evil, it's just so hard to see them as pure again. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We'll have to go see for the show after our next show. We've already picked our next show, so. Yeah. After that, we'll find big Tim in show. <laughs> Um, But they yeah, they talked about the slow start, which I was like, yeah, for sure, knock a star off for that, because so many reviews were like, this is just great all the way through. I've only watched the first few episodes, and I love it. And I'm like, but really, you loved it after the first few episodes? Because that's when I hated it the most, but I had already committed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like we were here. We were here. We had already watched four episodes and recorded a podcast, so... We just kept going. Not because we liked it. <laughs> there was I do think it's funny how hard we dragged this reviewer because they said the exact reason it did turn me off. May have, yeah. I am a few or some viewers that were turned off. Yeah. By They did represent us very well. Yeah, but don't speak for me, I'll say it. I'll say why I didn't like it. <laughs>
0: I don't speak for all of Korea. I don't think that's ever a good idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: okay. To Raquel's
1: review. Okay. I'm going to do my short one really quick and just drop it. There's not much to talk about here. It just made me laugh. It's by Chit Chow underscore 619. They gave it seven stars. Oof. <laughs> they just said, The story isn't very interesting. The acting is good overall. The story should be made into a movie instead of a series. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's so funny. <laughs> I think such a funny way to review something. Oh, it cracks me up. Like they don't mention why it would have made a better movie than a show. Like you could have cut out the first four episodes and no one would have noticed. And they don't say why it wasn't interesting yeah they just say this story isn't very interesting the acting is good overall this story should be made into a movie instead of a series concise i feel concise
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i kind of agree but like it's so vague that it's like agreeing with a fortune teller's fortune where you're like whoa it came true but it's like Cause it happens to everybody,
1: right? Or like a horoscope, yeah. Like, yeah, that's you don't a have better a bad example. Week, but don't worry if you make sure to wear warm clothing. And It'll be okay.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Fortune. You were right. Yeah, it was pretty cold this week, and it definitely made it better that I wore a coat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a fun review,
1: Raquel. I think we forgot to
0: talk about in the very first super long review. They said, this show is worth watching without subtitles, but if you can wait, I'm sure it'll be great with subtitles.
1: Whoa, yeah. How did we That's skip
0: like over that? Why I picked that comment, because it was so bizarre to me.
1: That is a wild comment. <laughs> Dude, like, they must think this. Every moment was art. Maybe if they had dressed well, I would agree. I would be like, yeah, look at how beautiful these people look with their nice haircuts and their good clothes. No, it would be torture watching this show without subtitles.
0: So much of the love for this show comes with their lines and their motivations and, I don't know, a lot of... The stuff you understand through uh, the translators, the beautiful translators at Vicky.
1: Yeah. like They explain a lot.
0: Like, it's beautifully done, but I could never watch this without subtitles, and that was the craziest thing I've ever read. And I'm sorry, I forgot to bring (laughs) it up.
1: Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I guess if you really believe in the acting that much, then okay.
0: Or maybe if you understand a little bit
1: of Korean,
0: but even then, I feel like... I don't know.
1: You'd miss I don't know man. Important stuff.
0: Yeah. That your favorite monologue in the whole show. Like if you just miss that and you're like, he's talking for a long time.
1: Like what would you even think? Wait, I thought these two were dating. Did she forget who her boyfriend was? <laughs> What's happening? Why did I don't she know. Have, like, seven boyfriends. Why did she have like seven
0: boyfriends? I don't uh so weird I thought that was so weird that's the whole reason I picked that super long comment and then I forgot to say anything I was just like yeah let it ride you do you you watch your shows without subtitles Mm -mm. don't do that that's weird okay my last my last uh, review is from beamed 090276 and they reviewed it just a couple months ago that's nice They gave it 9 out of 10 stars, and it's super long, so buckle in. First, there are so many beautiful scenes, and the transition was impressive. The 1930 scenes were beautiful to watch. I particularly love episode 13, which was focused more on the 1930s plot. It has a really good message regarding the sacrifices and dreams of the early generation, which made the show's transition between the past and present even more meaningful. Overall, the 1930s plot is deep and emotional and truly made the show worthwhile. The present-day story took a while to gain momentum. In the beginning, there were a lot of scenes that didn't seem memorable, as memorable or important because it lacked the emotional connection. It seems more significant after watching the later episodes, but I still wished they'd added more scenes in the earlier episodes where the characters have longer and more meaningful conversations so we get to know more about them. For instance... More flashbacks about the main character's family would have helped us to know where they're coming from with their actions and made them seem less one-dimensional. They could have explained the story about the stalker by another episode, so it was revealed. So it revealed more about what happened and add more suspense. They could also have added longer scenes of the 1930s in earlier episodes. Overall, the second half is better than the first half. There were more suspense in the plot, more sweet moments in their friendship, and more touching messages.
1: So they, this is, they said a lot of it. They said a lot of my feelings.
0: They did good.
1: Mm-hmm. This one was
0: what we wanted to say. Congrats.
1: Congrats, you win.
0: And so- I like that they said they wanted more from the main character's family. They didn't say who the main character was, but there's two main characters who both don't have families. And <laughs> I was listening back on our earlier episodes, and I just was like, that must be Seju's dad. Big Tim Ins family must be Seju's family. Yeah. I have a lot of theories going around in those first episodes, because you just don't know
1: what's going on. Yeah, you were super right about some stuff, but
0: yeah. Super wrong about most of it.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I like what they said about a stalker, because I think that could have been a better
1: bad guy than what they had. Whoa, yeah, didn't even remember him by the end, or, and then, like, the sister, and it's like, that was supposed to be a big bomb drop, but literally I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. Right? But they could have done so much
0: build-up to this stalker guy. Like, they have the weirdness between Seiju and Soul for the first episodes, and I feel like they could have consolidated that more slowly and in a different way Mm -hmm. where Soul and Seju come together and finally, it kind of seems like they could have played Seju as the protagonist and Soul as the antagonist, but like, you know she's a main character so she's not that antagonistic, but she's being creepy. She's playing Misery. (laughs) They could have done more with that and then have this background story of the stalker And finally get him in the picture and then kind of tie in his sister as, like, the secondary antagonist for the last half of the show.
1: Yeah. Instead of choosing 90 different antagonists. Right, like, we have about 90 antagonists here and we'll use each of them to keep your eye somewhere else while other plot happens. And I guess we'll bring back another one when we're done with this one. Throw yeah. this one away. She wasn't that. Throw this scary. one away. You remember Big Timon's mom?
0: She was only a villain for like half an episode. And then writer Yoon or whatever his name was. Yeah, he was not a real real deal for very long.
1: Yeah. Literally no one was scary except maybe Tayman. And even then, I don't know. I spent a of time feeling bad for him. Yeah. He's more sad than anything. Yeah, I hated him, but I also felt like he just really needed some psychological help more than I mm-hmm. more than I wanted him dead or gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They could I have never thought of
0: that. I forgot about the stalker overall. And I was like, that would have been so much better. Cause yeah, then once they throw in the stalker's sister, it could have been such a cool twist, but instead it was just like, whose sister? What?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, he did say thank you the first time a flashback in a K-drama was genuinely helpful and <laughs> didn't just happen like 3 minutes after, after after something happened. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Interesting points, but I yeah, the second to last line, the second half is better than the first half has Three exclamation points. <laughs> so I feel like they just looked right into my heart for that one. They knew what I felt. Yeah. They knew what I wanted to convey with one solid review. Same. Same, buddy. Yes. Same, buddy. Beamed. You nailed it. Yeah. Nine out of ten stars. Hmm. Hmm. We'll see if that's what they get.
1: Yeah. That's a number.
0: I give this review 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs>
1: I give it 9 out of 10. Why? Because the number they gave it was too high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, read your last review. Okay. This one is uh, by Lunleia, and it was an 8 star out of 10 review, and they said, I will try to be as honest as possible. I like the beginning and the plot. Very interesting. But there were some boring parts that sometimes I only kept watching because I was curious about the ending. The story in the present was good. The story in the past was great. Action, romance, forbidden romance, treasons. The story in the 30s was enrapturing. I almost stopped watching around episode episode 12, but don't. The last episodes are far more fast-paced and really emotional. And the actors are great. Smiley face. Um, yeah... Pretty much this, because it starts with saying, I will try and be as honest as possible. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for your honesty. That's what a review is for. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, also that I almost stopped watching around episode 12, but don't. Because, yeah, it gets really good at 13. 14. I think 13.
0: Because 13. 13, The last one said 13 was the one that starts off being mostly in the past. Yeah. 13 where it's at yeah that gave me anxiety I haven't read your comments and then they were like I almost stopped at 12 I was like no <laughs> don't do that if you got all the way that far like if you stop at episode 2 sure you're probably not gonna like it
1: if you stop at 12 no you've already spent so much time you're so far in yeah I don't know if I'd ever stop a K-drama 4 episodes from the end <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I very often just skip to
0: 15, but I've it, never just stopped.
1: It would have to be pretty offensive for me to be like, I can't keep doing this.
0: But like they said, I only kept watching because I was curious about the ending. Like, we only kept watching because we signed up for this podcast. Yeah. So I get that. I get that it wasn't super enrapturing at every moment. Yeah. I don't I like that review. Would you agree with the star rating? What is the star rating that you would give Chicago typewriter? Mm, 7.5. What? Wow, that's lower than I thought.
1: Yeah, I I know that's pretty harsh, but I don't know. Definitely they made up for everything by the end. Like every, all of my reservations were pretty. There were some stellar scenes there at the end that really made up for it. We talked about in the last episode the monologue that Seju gives. It's a note that his past life writes to Oyujin at his past life. It's just really beautiful, and it wraps up a lot of stuff for me and makes me feel really good about everything. But at the same time, it took me like 13, 14, yeah, 13 episodes to really care what was happening. And I just, that's a long time to be waiting on something. So overall, 7.5. Well,
0: okay, that's fair. I was going to give it 8, which is not significantly higher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think 8's a really fair. Like, we could do the play on K rating as 8, I'd say
0: okay okay because it's so well done like there's just so much good in it that i don't know there's all the problems which of which there are many (laughs) in In apparently my opinion after this review episode i'm like wow there's a lot of things that could have been done differently but uh still just so good I have never made a K-drama, but I assume they're pretty hard. And this <laughs> yeah. one was beautiful.
1: It was really good. It it was really well. Like, the, the shooting, the acting, really good.
0: Real good. That's <sighs> cinematography. Maybe we should just take that first reviewer's insane advice and try and watch it without subtitles, and maybe <laughs> then it'll be better.
1: Maybe we will like it more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> worth
1: a shot that's 16 hours that I can just throw away yeah I feel like that would be quite the test for the actors if you could understand what was going on without subtitles those actors are gods among men yeah Mm. yeah I don't know about that do we have any
0: awards can we give one of the animals a happy award yes I feel like that good good dog I, but I also feel like that good good cat should be nominated. Yeah.
1: Cuz so she went
0: through an injury.
1: She did. I and we don't really know her fate. We don't. I don't think she went back to team
0: in, but like you have to assume cuz they never accused him of animal abuse.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe she lives with his dad. I
1: but the dog
0: so. did so much to drive the storyline.
1: Yeah. Like he did some work. He did. There was an entire scene where they just bathed him. That was so cute and weird and what a waste of time.
0: <laughs> Loved it, but wow. Wow. Okay. I'd say the dog gets it, because he had so much more screen time. Yeah,
1: sorry, kitty
0: cat. Sorry, kitty cat. I hope you're better.
1: Yeah. No. I your injuries hide. were falsified. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um there wasn't really a bus stop girl that I can think of.
0: No. Nope. There's zero bus stop girls.
1: The closest She's hard to beat. Yeah, the closest I would say is um Bong Jin. But even then she had too much of a part to be a true bus stop girl.
0: Yeah, she's gotta come and go. It's like if we just watched the last four episodes, she'd probably be bus stop girl (laughs) because she barely had a part. (laughs) But yeah, uh no bus stop girl award. Do we have any other awards? Just those two. No. Do you
1: want to invent one right now? Oh,
0: for Chicago Typewriter. Yeah. Um.
1: What was your what was your like favorite thing? Favorite moment? Favorite character? What brought you joy in this K drama?
0: I think the thing that brought me the most joy was. That monologue that Eugene Oh gives in front of the old Japanese consulate where he says, we gave everything that we had and all that we had was our youth.
1: Should we do like the Korean Patriot Award? (laughs) That seems so weird. (laughs) We should not do that. Yeah. Yep. Let's not. Let's get rid of that.
0: Um, slapping some more paper mache on these high horses. <laughs> We're gonna stay up here forever. We're gonna give a Korean Patriot <sighs> Award now. Uh, <laughs> we have to keep it as stupid as the Bust Out Girl Award. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, I no, think no awards I, I th- guess.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking since we've decided to watch a really silly K drama next, that we might get an award out of that.
1: Yeah, there might be a new award. Just like the Grammys, people we're here to
0: to the Present Grammys
1: awards. People. Yeah, make awards though. They do, right? I know the Oscars do because there's always people trying to come up with new things. <clears throat> anyway, that was a funny <laughs> joke. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Oscars
0: and the Grammys <laughs> and all of it. We're the awards show. And you're going to listen next time for our awards show. Yes. We have already picked a K-drama, Raquel.
1: Yes, we have. Do you want to tell them what we're going to watch?
0: Yeah. It's called You're Beautiful.
1: It's an oldie, but we think it's a goodie.
0: I think it'll be a palate cleanser. Because we have done so many beautiful, like well-acted, over-the-top K-dramas. And I just don't think there's another one that can reach as high as we've gotten. Yeah. You can't watch Goblin and Huayugi and Chicago Typewriter in the same year and then find something else that like meets that level.
1: Right. Like, we're being unfair to other K-dramas if we keep trying to find that.
0: I'm worried, like... I doubt it, because obviously I love Oh My Venus, but I feel like even if we watched something as awesome as Oh My Venus at this point, we would just be like, it just didn't have the special effects (laughs) and the beautiful scenery and the cinematography that we are used to at this point. We got our standards too high, and we were disappointed, and I don't want that. I want to enjoy them again, Mm -hmm. so we're going to go
1: way down. Yeah, we've been chasing that that high for too long and now we've yeah we've got to cleanse our palate and that's not to say that your beautiful won't have its own special tastes to it like we're excited about it but also it's not gonna be yeah it's not gonna be goblin it's not gonna be goblin
0: yeah nothing's gonna be goblin yeah so we really have to just chill out a little bit almost take a break from the serious side and I think that will help us um, slowly slide off our high horses and be like we're not actual Korean drama experts (laughs) we just watch Korean dramas a lot and that's fun
1: yes so yeah we're looking forward to it you're beautiful we will uh, I'm going to try to remember to live tweet the first four episodes (laughs) of it I'm also going to try to remember to tweet that I'm going to be doing that before I start. So if you want to watch it along with me or em, yeah, then you totally can.
0: That's always the part I forget. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm starting now. Sorry for the <laughs>
1: lack of warning.
0: I need to do it like a
1: day and a week in advance. Yeah, We'll get there. We'll remember. Someday maybe we can watch a beginning of one together. I forgot that. We used to do that. We used to do that. It's, it's been so long. It's so long. It's been so hard.
0: Maybe we'll try. We yeah. got some time on our hands. Yep. All right. What a fun conversation. Yeah. Please <laughs> just uh, stop listening and go leave a comment on this episode of what you thought of Chicago Typewriter and what you thought of our review review.
1: Yeah. And what your star rating would be. And uh, if we're wrong, tell us we're wrong. But yeah. Yeah. But probably, probably we're right. We're always right. you
0: listened to all five of our
1: episodes. Then yeah. you might agree with us. Yeah, uh, that's playonk.com. dot com. We also have an email if you like wanted to just talk to us and not the commenting section. Uh, you can email us. You can also request new K dramas because uh, we have been a little bit behind so we're deciding our K drama pretty early in the game. So we'll we'll finish your beautiful. But as soon as we finish that, like we don't have plans, let us know if there's something you want us to watch. And we will do that. You can email us at playonkpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail dot com.
0: Yeah, and you can always tweet at us. We're on Twitter obviously we're gonna try and live tweet the first Episode of our
1: next K drama, we are at Play on K. Yeah, and talk to us there because, guys, it happened for us one time and I'm still writing that high. It's, <laughs> it's been weeks. It's been weeks. it been weeks and we love her. Right. Yes. So, um yeah, hit us up there or you can review us and comment, or what's the words? Rate and review us at iTunes. It's just Play on K over there. Zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah, thank you as always to James Neville for
0: our theme song.
1: Yeah, thanks, James. We love it. Yay,
0: we love it. We love, you. we love you. And we'll see you next week with a new episode.
1: Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye.